Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The woke machine hits Wall Street, where they are now slamming shut the coffers. Political action committees, they're not going to be getting corporate money if they in any way backed sedition or insurrection, which none of them did. But they may have backed an electoral college challenge, like Barbara Boxer in 2016, like Democrats in 2000, 2004. Let's take a look at all of these woke companies and the money they stopped giving to those people who might have, I don't know, asked a question or two. This is the big story. They're going to put an end to the money. J.P. Morgan Chase, that's the nation's biggest bank by assets and market cap. They're going to halt donations to its pack for six months. Citigroup, third largest bank by assets, putting a pause on donations for the first quarter. Goldman Sachs, they're going to review how people acted during this period, which means we're going to take a breath Make sure it's cool to give to people again, hedge our bets, and do just that. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. One of the companies around me, Cummins, right? They make engines. We are currently not contributing funds at this time. Our pack has a robust evaluation process for each elected official we support, including including whether or not the individuals reflects our core values. The issue referenced will absolutely be part of that evaluation process prior to any contributions. By the way, I love that, reflecting our core values. So when you give to um, people who are lean or are communists, I can, I can have words with you, right? Right, just wanted to make sure. Eli Lilly, big, big drug manufacturer, just just down the road from me, right there. Any candidate we support through the Lilly Pack must have a record that is consistent with Lilly values. While we support candidates from both parties with a variety of political views, we expect any candidate we support to demonstrate respect for people and respect for our democratic processes and institutions. This certainly covers anyone who promoted violence or sedition that contributed to the appalling events on January 6th or continues to support violence to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power of our democracy is founded upon. As such, Lily Pack will suspend political giving to those who voted against certification of the 2020 election results. Hold on, Lily. I don't think you have that right. Promoting violence or sedition, if you can find somebody on the political right who did either one in terms of elected officials, well, then you'd be on to something. But saying that you were okay with a challenge to electoral votes through the Electoral Count Act, and we can argue now, you know, we can certainly argue not now, or anytime you can argue, uh, the validity of the act, and maybe the act, as, as William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, said, needs review, maybe needs elimination. Possible that the, that the act is not, it should not be valued. They followed the law. And that... Um, we call call it a republic. Don't call it a democracy. Although I know what you meant. People are going to be sticklers, and you don't uh, want that. Um, 
I think that your argument should be anybody who said, hey, go out there and set the place on fire, maybe no. But be careful before you start lumping people in because there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people who can get lumped in. I mean, I don't know if you're really prepared to go down that road. All the groups, all the people, all the places, all the ways where people have said we should have an uprising. I'm surprised we're not fighting in the streets. You got to fight back. You got to attack. We heard this for a year and a half, if not longer, from elected officials. So my question to Eli Lilly is whether or not those people are going to continue to be able to get PAC dollars. Just a montage. All right, there are some media people involved here, but you get my drift. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There are some violence. Sorry, that's my only media one. I got to find my only Politico one. Like Nancy Pelosi saying, I don't know why there aren't uprisings in the street. And Ayanna Presley saying, uh, people have to fight. Are you going to give to any of those people? I mean, look, it's your money. I make no argument about the fact that it's your money. I am just saying, Cummins, and, 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 and Lily, and to the rest, we're keeping an eye on you too. Because what we need from you now more than ever is no hypocrisy. We need that clear, clear leadership. First, let me look at the good way to look at this. Finally, we're getting big money out of politics. Good on us. Good on us. Only took for forever. Right? That was the problem. Big money in politics and Wall Street influencing politics. Now it's gone. Oh, oh, Wall Street will still cover some and not all. That's going to be a weird thing. I think this is just a great start. You know, I'm a little sarcastic when I say that, right? Good. Secondly, let's see who you do give to. Because if we can show the candidate you give to ever, ever, ever had any level of statement about condoning violence in any single way, you're going to have a very, very hard time explaining yourself. And I believe you should be given a very hard time. Now, you want to take a stand. You want to have a position absolutely okay. But now you've put yourself into the sphere. You've decided that as a, 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 a business, as an entity, you should be able to have a voice. I have no issue with this. It was the Democrats who had an issue with this, right? It was the Democrats who said you shouldn't have a voice. Me, I'm fine with you having a voice. But understand that people may ask questions about what it is you're voicing. And if you can find your way clear 
to saying, sorry, Ted Cruz, you don't get any dollars. But hey, Ayanna Presley, here you go. We're going to notice. We're going to notice. And we're going to say things. We're going to say things like, holy cow, what a liar you guys are. How duplicitous you guys are. How phony you guys are. How woke you guys are. I mean, that's that's just the way it's going to go. Just, you, you, you should be ready. You should be ready for that. Now, the other side of, of this conversation, in, in, in when we discuss the, the, the money, it takes money to run for office. It takes money to run for office. Can't, can't deny uh, such, such a thing, right? What happens now when you are not allowed to run an ad on TV because you supported a lawful challenge. Now you can disagree agree or disagree about whether or not the challenges can happen regarding the electoral count act, but but you did it lawfully. You didn't you didn't tell anybody to go fight or or attack the cap or anything else. You said that we're challenging this because we see an issue. And I will tell you that in Pennsylvania that there was an issue because of what the courts did. Can you now not place your ad on TV, on radio, online? Can a newspaper refuse to take your ad? You see, this conversation we've been having about what media is doing, and I'm going to get into a little bit more, this has some pretty big, ugly tentacles I don't think people are thinking about yet. I really and truly don't. The effort is into the silencing of people to not allow them to be able to utilize the tools to be able to get their message out. A message that could be as simple as, you know, socialism is a sucky idea and the people who want to practice that are just out of their heads. Here, let me show you why. The Bernie Sanders Ocasio-Cortez view of, for example, the Green New Deal is is a childlike policy that's an absolute disaster for farmers all across the Midwest from Nebraska to Indiana to Ohio, down through Kentucky, an absolute mess. Here, let me show you why. Oh, you can't say that. Because like cancel culture, you did something we don't like. Even though you're not responsible for causing any type of, of violence, uh, you, you did something we don't like, therefore you, 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 aren't, you aren't entitled. And you, other candidate, well, you weren't there, but we think you would have done the same, so you can't either. Oh, dear God, the ugliness that is ahead. And that ugliness stems from the idea of bending and yielding to the mob. That idea exists only in a society that is based on fear and not on focus. We'll get to that next. I'm Tony Katz. The Germans disapprove. Of what Twitter's doing. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Facebook still there. Tony Katz Radio. Go to Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E, Rumble.com, and get the Tony Katz Today podcast. Watching President Trump get deplatformed from uh, Twitter, 
they said, look, um, these companies, these social media companies, quote, bear great responsibility for political communication, not being poisoned by hatred, by lies, and by incitements of violence. Okay, sure. They followed it up by saying, you know, the discussion that freedom of opinion is a fundamental right of, quote, elementary significance. What makes this interesting is not that it's the Germans. I mean, insert your German joke here. It's the idea that a member of the European Union sees free speech and freedom of opinion as a fundamental right of elementary significance, because that is certainly not how they act in the EU when you see some of their draconian laws regarding free speech and hate speech in particular. The hate speech conversation, of course, has been a big part of what we've seen over the past week and and certainly a big part of what we have seen over the past years. I remain committed to the principle that there's no such thing as hate speech. It doesn't exist. It's not real. There is speech that you hate. Well, that's opinion. Hate speech doesn't exist. So, for example, if a producer Ari was to tweet out, let's go harm Tony Katz at this time at this place. Come on, dude. Well, I'm just saying if you did. But why'd you have to use me as an example? Because you were the only other guy here. Um, that, that we can agree you don't do. That we could agree that an algorithm could be on the lookout for. Can someone write... I hate Tony Katz. Well, sure, sure. I, I think that's I think that's fine. They're wrong. They're probably going to hell. But I mean, it's it's totally totally fine. So would that is that considered hate speech? Right? Could someone write about me? Tony Katz is a low rent bigot. I'm not. But could someone write it? Yeah, someone could write it. And then the rational person would say, well, uh, back that up or apologize, man. Can't just call people names. You got to give a, and here's why I think he is, right? Then, then it's like, okay, you're putting an opinion out in, into the world. If I were to be offended by any of that, well, that's on me to be offended or not offended by it. Should they be prevented from putting it out there no if someone writes um that the election was stolen that's not hate speech we know that nancy pelosi said well the same words right nancy pelosi is the one who said the election was hijacked in 2017 and no one said it was hate speech So have we evolved to the idea of understanding hate speech? Or have we decided that there is a political value to determining something hate speech? And this is why there's no such thing as hate speech. Because speech cannot be utilized in this way. We cannot cannot be a free society and make this argument. That we decide that something is just, oh, oh, frightening. It's not. It's like using the expression, oh, I hate that guy. You may not hate them, but it's, it's, all, it's an all-purpose expression. Right? It's like using the expression, oh, man, if I saw him, I'd kill him. No, you wouldn't. 
You wouldn't kill anybody. We've seen your inability to open a pickle jar. Guaranteed, you're not killing anybody. We can argue, hey, we get that it's an expression, but maybe it's not something that we should should utilize so glibly, right? So flippantly. I think that's a fine argument. Fine. If I were to write that Ilhan Omar is an anti-Semite and her actions prove it, hate speech? No, fact. And then someone could say, well, prove it. And then I would say, all right, here's what she said about people who support Israel. And here's what she said uh, about Israel in general. And here's some of the things uh, that that she's done. And these things make me say anti-Semite. Why would I say Rashida Tlaib is an anti-Semite? Well, you see what she did here with the post-it note. Here's some other things that she said. Uh, Thus, I'm going with anti-Semite. Well, I think anti-Semite is a little strong. Okay, how about jerk? Right? But that's a conversation. Note, still not hate speech. That the Germans are taking note is stunning to me. Because now we're going to get into a conversation of thought and allowing free thought. And this will take both the United States and Europe and position them against whom? China, that doesn't believe in free thought, that doesn't allow people to express themselves. Go ahead, go to China and search for Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, President Xi Jinping, uh, they say, looks like Winnie the Pooh. And if you were to type in uh, President uh, China and Winnie the Pooh, if you were to search that, you would see... um, that there's there's the, oh gosh it's everywhere it's there just check out check out the image search it's amazing amazing they don't allow that people who say that we should limit speech are favoring the chinese model germany is favoring the american model now we have to ask ourselves what do we want what do we want What I want is for people to recognize that a guy dressed as a Viking is not leading a coup, especially when he needs his special kale. That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. You know, I swore off Twitter, but every now and then you just see something that's so absolutely amazing. Then, then how do you not comment? I, I swear to you what I'm about to read to you is, is true and happened. And the only thing I'm going to ask of you is to keep your hands on the wheel of your car. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. Feel free to call in. This is from Twitter's public policy. This is, this is the official account, the voice of Twitter's global public policy team. <sighs> they write, I swear to you I'm not making this up. Please believe me. I would never lie to you. I'm not about to start. Ahead of the Ugandan election, 
It's an election in Uganda. Glad they're having an election. Ahead of the Ugandan election, we're hearing reports that internet service providers are being ordered to block social media and messaging apps. (sighs) Hands on 10 and 2, people. Hands on 10 and 2. So, ahead of the Ugandan election, we're hearing reports that internet service providers are being ordered to block social media and messaging apps. We strongly condemn internet shutdowns. They are hugely harmful, violate basic human rights, and the principles of the open internet. Does everyone need a minute? Does everyone just need a moment to, to, to breathe that one in? Twitter worked with Apple, worked with Google, worked with Amazon. At least that's the collusion conversation to get Parler out of existence, a social media platform. When Amazon took them off the servers, when Google and, and, and Apple wouldn't put them in the app store, Twitter responded with a heart emoji. And now, they're strongly condemning internet shutdowns, which are hugely harmful, violate basic human rights, and the principles of the open internet. I, I'm, I could not write this insanity. This is nuts. Just nuts. By the way, I, I, I don't favor anything, you know, blockages in Uganda. Why, 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 why would I? I can't. I'm not about to get involved in an election in in uh, in Uganda. That is out of control, but perfect for the level of Orwellian irony that is uh, 2021, and no end in sight. I'm going to get into, there's an amazing story about the guy dressed as the Viking. I want to get to that story, who was arrested, by the way, for for the riots. Glad he was arrested, but the story is hilarious. I will get to it. But this American Airlines story, I admit, I have got myself a fetish about airplanes. I have a serious fetish about airplanes. I believe in two things on an airplane. Number one, you should dress the part. I wear a suit on a plane. Now, sometimes I will admit it's just a blazer. It's just a jacket and I've got jeans. But no sweatpants, no shorts, no flip-flops. No cut-off shirts, no tank tops. No pajamas. None of this, oh, I just want to be comfortable. Would you please be a grown-up and tell your kids that they should, I don't know, act appropriate? That's right. You ain't raising your kids right. I just said so. You show up on a plane, it's not your personal bedroom. The idea of clipping your toenails on a plane should have you thrown off the plane. All right, admittedly, while still at the gate. Thrown off the plane. People do this stuff all the time. They put their feet up. Don't be gross. Don't be special. You are not important. Respect the people next to you, and they will respect you, and thus everything works. And this brings us to part two. Do not 
act up on a plane. Do not yell. Do not scream. Do not get aggressive. Do not make yourself the center of attention. The plane has to go up. The plane has to come down properly, by the way. Not in the bad way. In the lands, and everyone says, ain't that amazing way. That's the way it has to work. Thus, we get to these people on this American Airlines flight from D.C. to Sky Harbor, which is in Phoenix. And I guess there are a lot of Trump supporters on the plane. A lot of Make America Great Again hats, people draped in the American flag. And I guess people were screaming and yelling or, you know, chanting USA and doing all sorts of things. I have no problem with the USA chants. I have a problem with the USA chants on a plane. The plane is where the, the rules come in and you got to act appropriate. You have to act appropriate. If you're not willing to do that, you can't be on the plane. So the pilot comes on and is like, listen, if this continues, what we're going to do here is we are going to stop in Kansas and you people are getting off the plane. People are upset with, with, with the pilot. Pilot didn't do anything wrong. The pilot is absolutely right. You don't get to act up on a plane. I don't know why this is such a hard thing for people to understand. Now, producer Ari, oh, he likes to show up in in pajamas for a plane. Yeah. He's totally fine with that. You probably make your kids put on shoes for dinner, too. Ah, that's a good question. Do I make my kids put on shoes for dinner? The fact you have to think about it is really proving my point. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't make them put on shoes for dinner. I, I don't. I, I had to think about it. But I will tell you, you know I do the show from home, guys, and I do a morning show and everything else. I get fully dressed before I come down to the studio. There is not a day that I do the show that I am not in a, in a uh, button-down shirt. Oh, do we know the difference between a button-up and a button-down? Oh, the things we have to teach. The button-up is, is the basic, you know, shirt that you button. If the collar has buttons, right, like, like a tie was going through or whatever, that's a button-down. If the collar is just there, then it's a button-up. I, I wear button-downs. That's usually what I wear. And I get fully dressed. Right now, my sleeves are not even rolled up. My sleeves are down and buttoned. Because I believe in the full preparation for the show, you got to be in it. I think one of the biggest problems from people about people working from home is that they got into this slovenly idea of working from home. They're complete and total slobs. And they, they, they didn't put themselves in a position to, uh, to basically get any level of, of success, right? And they put themselves in a position just to be, uh, well, bleh. To make themselves feel bad. You gotta you gotta you gotta prepare. You gotta really prepare for the thing, people. You gotta put yourself in the mindset, in the headspace. It matters it matters a great deal. A great, great deal. So I, I I'm a big proponent. But you don't get to uh you don't get to act up on a plane. You don't get to act the fool. On, on, on a plane it's completely and totally unacceptable and I am thrilled 
thrilled with this pilot who set it all straight. Because that's exactly the thing that needs uh, to be done. 150%. I'm Fingers Malloy with the Bourbon Minute brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Well, it's not bourbon, but truly hard seltzer, a leader and innovator in the hard seltzer category, recently announced the launch of truly iced tea hard seltzer. According to brewbound.com, it will be the first of its kind mix of refreshing hard seltzer, real brewed tea, and fruit flavor. Available nationwide in eye-catching golden cans, the truly iced tea hard seltzer variety pack offers four styles, lemon, raspberry, peach, and strawberry. Each flavor offers a hint of fruit and the refreshment of real brewed iced tea with only one gram of sugar, 100 calories, and 5% alcohol by volume, just like the rest of the Truly lineup. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, Drink, Smoke. The headline read that the FBI was warning about protests at state capitals all across the country. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Right? The issue being that the FBI now knows that in all 50 states, there's uh, plans for armed protests. Now, I read armed protests and I said, I got to tell you, I'm disgusted by that headline. What is my issue with people being armed? I have none. I'm a Second Amendment guy that didn't change because of a riot at the Capitol. I wanted the Capitol Police to be Second Amendment people too at that moment. I wanted them to actually protect and defend the Capitol. Just like I wanted the city of Minneapolis and of Portland and of Seattle and of Indianapolis and of New York and of Chicago to protect and defend their cities instead of attacking cops 24-7. Paying attention to one thing and lying about it in many cases and not paying attention to the other thing and lying about it in many cases. Armed protest in 50 states at the capitals on Inauguration Day. Now, first I'll say about my state, Indiana, I want to know about Nebraska. I want to know about them all. I have not seen thing one on this. That doesn't mean that I haven't seen it, that it doesn't exist. I'm only making the statement that I have not seen it. But what is it that they're, they're worrying about Law enforcement agencies, as Fox News reports, bracing for the possibility that extremists who are said to be calling for the coming of a second civil war will carry out violence on January 17th. Well, wait, uh, Inauguration Day is January 20th, so I have no idea what this is. Something that they're referring to as the Boogaloo movement. All right, only time I've ever used Boogaloo in my life, breaking two electric Boogaloo. 
It was a movie from the 80s. Only time I've ever used Boogaloo in my life. Don't know anything about this. Zero. You know anybody who's engaged in, you know, violent activities against the country. Handle those people. Make sure somebody knows, for sure. But this idea of a coming second civil war, you know, I've made the, 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 the argument. Right? I make the argument that we're already in the Civil War. That's what we've been seeing. We've already been seeing people dying. We've already seen the madness. It only gets worse from here. And that's and that's part of the problem. And part of my problem is I don't know how to fix it. How do you fix the the what what do they call it the unity right we need unity <laughs> they, don't, they don't believe in unity we know it we've seen enough we don't have to go over it again how do you fix that uh, very you know you, you go back to the expression time heals all wounds but can time heal the wound where tech companies are telling you you can't speak freely where oh you uh, uh, publicly supported this candidate well you can't have a job here where the mob is in charge. Where the mob sets the tone. It's very acceptable to say you disagree with President Trump and you disagree with the electoral challenges. That's, I think that's a rational point of view. We could agree and disagree like people do. If you want to call it a coup, well, then you're you're a bit off base, uh, meaning totally off base. If you think it's okay to then silence people because you disagree with them, because you decided that that you have you as an elitist know what's best, and your friends are the people who own the tech companies that can that can silence them. I mean, that's that's the problem. The tech company has to stand up and say, we may agree with you, but we have a job to do, and our job is this. We have a standard we have to uphold because as Americans, this is what we do. And for those people who want to say, oh, it's a private company, they can do what they want. Don't we have standards that we should we should adhere to? Right? Nobody has brought this conversation to the medical because they'll all discuss uh, taking the oath of do no harm. I remember it was, it was a West Wing episode, and it was about uh, the, the, the Ayatollah's son needed a surgery, and the only place the surgery could work, it was in the United States, and so they had to agree to do the surgery, but they had to do it clandestinely, and even so, um, you know, the... the, uh, the the, the Iranians were attacking the United States, saying how terrible they were. And the doctor who had to do it, of course, had an issue with Iran and how they treated his family. But you had to take care of the patient in front of you. It was telling this story, this, this idea, this reality, that you have a standard. Where is your standard? And what we're learning from the tech companies is no standard. Mob rule. What we're learning from uh, people uh, in in uh, you know positions of power is 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 no standard. Well, what the Republicans did? No, no, no. If you want to say what the Republicans did, they did what the Democrats did, and that's their their get out of jail free card. Even if you agree, they're wrong. 
You see, it's when conservatives say what they did is wrong, they get to actually have themselves a position because they think all of it is wrong. The mob is trying to make the rules and groups like Google and Amazon and Apple are falling prey and accepting it. No armed protest should lead to violence ever.